Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. Happy Good Shepherd Sunday. It's not really a festival day in the church like Christ the King or Transformation Sunday is, or Transfiguration Sunday. It's just that every year on the fourth Sunday of Easter, the assigned readings are all about Jesus as the Good Shepherd, and the psalm of the day is always the 23rd Psalm. About ten years ago on Good Shepherd Sunday, when our daughter Harper was four, my husband Matthew was giving the children's sermon at his church. He gathered all the little kids around and was going to have them sing that horrible song, I Just Want to Be a Sheep. And um, he asked the children this leading question. He goes, okay, kids, what do you want to be? And all the kids said, a sheep, except for our daughter Harper, who went, a mermaid. That is a cute story, and it happened on Good Shepherd Sunday, but it's apropos of absolutely nothing in connection to the rest of the sermon. (laughs) It's just that in the midst of such a horrific week, I thought a cute little kid in church story might feel nice, since everything else kind of feels like crap. This week, I posted something on Facebook that said I was sick of preaching challenges, and I am. I'm sick of bad things happening, things that, like, knock the breath out of us, and I'm tired of them having to figure out what to say about movie theater slaughters and school shootings and vehicular homicide and marathon bombings and crippling explosions. Preachers and pastors are supposed to provide some kind of explanation for things, right? I mean, like, some kind of bland reassurance in the form of platitudes that, like, supermarket sheet cake or so sweet in the moment it makes your feelings hurt and then ten minutes later totally forgettable. Aren't preachers supposed to be able to help make sense of the senselessness around us? Aren't we supposed to be able to, like, give meaning to meaninglessness and comfort in times of chaos? Well, I just didn't have it in me this week. I just felt tired, tired of event after event demanding my reaction, ripping at my heart and daring me to come up with some kind of good news about it. I think we all feel like that a little. So it's just a lousy week to be a preacher, (laughs) but it's also a lousy week to be a lot of things. A Bostonian, a person who loves Bostonians, a Muslim American. A Serbian, a cop, a marathon runner, a West Texan, Barack Obama, a shepherd of a flock. My dad, who some of you know is a little old-fashioned, and is for sure the only one in my life who refers to me as a shepherd. Sometimes he calls you guys my flock, which is adorable. (laughs) He'll say... How's your flock? (laughs) To which I sometimes will answer, oh, you know, disobedient and a little smelly. (laughs) It's an old-fashioned thing, calling a preacher a shepherd in their congregation a flock, and it's one of many aspects of being a clergy person I want nothing to do with, (laughs) but never more so than this week, because I'm, I'm no shepherd. 
I heard of the bombing in Boston and then the explosion in Texas and the attempted poisoning of the president, and I knew for sure I am no shepherd. I don't know where the hell to lead you in all of this, because like you, I'm scared and I'm unsure, and honestly, sometimes I'm a little numb. And I'm tired of the evil and danger and the CNN-created enemies that increasingly surround us. I just don't feel like much of a shepherd and all that. But in all fairness, I think no one else is either. Who's going to lead us? And what is going to really protect us? This week in the media, I heard many possibilities. Our patriotism will protect us. Cynicism about the government will protect us. Tighter immigration laws will protect us. Looser immigration laws will protect us. Unfettered access to firearms will protect us. Tighter gun control will protect us. The swirling chaos of never-ending news cycles is going to protect us. Ignoring it all and numbing ourselves out with food or booze or sex or Netflix streaming is going to protect us. Or maybe the next earnest meme on Facebook is going to protect us or save us or lead us, or shepherd us. And oh my God, did we choose some terrible shepherds. But very much like sheep, we really do need something to come along that will finally make us feel safe and loved and knowing we're going in the right direction and that we're looked after. And all I know is that a sermon isn't going to make you guys feel like little safe cared for sheep, and I respect you too much to try, which is why in the wake of this week's event, I thought that I just can't be a shepherd when I need so desperately to be shepherded myself. I'm in good company, though. Uh, I've often heard Lutheran preachers say that they're really grateful communion comes after the sermon because it takes the pressure off. Uh, because somehow if they screw up preaching the gospel, they know people at least get it at the table. <laughs> and I've never felt that more than today. <clears throat> See, we think we know the 23rd Psalm pretty well. I mean, what other psalm do you hear during TV show funerals, you know? And uh, what other psalm is printed on coffee mugs? But I heard something new in the 23rd Psalm this week. A week of fear and evil and enemies. See, in the 23rd Psalm, God does a counterintuitive thing when it comes to our very real fear of enemies. God doesn't say, let's go smite them. And God doesn't say, let's analyze the data. God says, let's eat. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. I don't know what to tell you this week, and I'm too scared to be anyone's shepherd, and I can't really lead you anywhere. But I can gather with you around this table. A table that God has set in the presence of everything that attempts to snatch away our peace. A table set in the presence of enemies and fear and evil. I don't have anything to say 
there's no clever theology or social commentary that can take away the sting of this last week. But I can gather with you around this table, and I can tell you the story. I have no stories. I just had that mermaid one. That was it. <laughs> but around this table, I can again tell you the story of, of how God came to dwell with us, to make us people of God. And I can tell you how the God of Israel protected his people and walked among them. I can tell you how the same God took on flesh and was born in a time as violent and faithless and terrifying as our own. And this Jesus of Nazareth, who was so full of grace and truth and the love for his enemies. And how he died at their hand, at the hand of those he came to save. And I can tell you how on the night before this, he gathered around another table with some real screw-ups and held up bread and said it was his body and it was for forgiveness. And I can tell you how he held up a cup and said it was for salvation, and that when we eat this bread and drink this cup, we do so in remembrance of him. And I can tell you that even from the cross on which he was hung, he did not stop loving the enemy, even those who nailed him to it. And I can tell you that despite human fear and violence, death did not have the final word, because three days later, Jesus defeated death itself, and then he gathered his friends again around another table from which he fed them breakfast. And then he said for them to feed his sheep. And as his sheep, it is at this table where he desires we be fed. Fed by his story and his body so that we can be the people of God who know that not even death can separate us from the love of God. And thus, and thus, we can fearlessly face this world's valleys of the shadow of death, knowing that there is a love stronger than the grave. Knowing that love conquers hate, and that death has no sting, and forgiveness is more powerful than violence, and that despite it all, it's always, always worth it to love God, and to love people, and to continue to gather around the tables God has set, so that we can behold who we really are, and become what we receive, in a world that, like us, so desperately needs to be loved and not feared. Amen.